Strike out the band. We are back for another episode of Snap Tackle Pod with Dan Flitzel of Preps KC. I'm Mick Schaefer of KSHB 41. Week seven of the high school football season. So it's week seven of us previewing games heading into Friday and Thursday night. Maybe a little Saturday morning sprinkled in there as we are down the home stretch here beyond of the uh, of the regular season in Kansas and Missouri. Yeah, I'm kind of at that point where I'm ready for playoffs. No, I'm not. It's You're not football dad. I'm like, this goes so too fast. <laughs> We've got some good games. We got good good games this week. We've got some really good games the next two weeks to close out the season, uh, which should be interesting. So it's I maybe I can see the playoffs, and that's part of the reason I want to want to get there. But uh, no, it's uh, you, this is the point of the season where you're like you're thinking about the playoffs and where teams are going to be and. Uh, I don't know. For me, it's like I, I, I kind of start looking over the edge and, and not focusing on week. That's why I'm not. That's why I'm not playing because I'm too busy I looking ahead. Seven, I want to. I'm ready for the playoffs in the NFL. That's what I'm ready for. Let's just get to it. Okay. <laughs> I, I want a 17 game high school regular season. Okay, let's flip those two. And college, I want that. I, I want. I, I could. I could go with more games for college. I, I think you know, and I love the NFL. But is it is it wrong to say that we're four weeks in? We pretty much know who's good and who's not. Let's just get to the playoffs. I'm just more I'm, just it just controls my life. I don't I don't know who's good. <laughs> people might get worse. People might get better. I don't know. I'm just uh, it's a long it's a long haul. It's from mid July now to if you cover the Chiefs mid February, and that is well, it's 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 months. just just a hair shorter than a Missouri high school basketball season. So, you know which starts mid-October and, you know, in terms of practice and then is done in, you know, middle of March. So just a hair shorter. Yeah. Hair long no, give, me more, give me more high school football because uh, this is it for, for us. Unless my daughter goes out for football, Dion. Uh, this We've got uh, we've got uh, basically a year and a half left of uh, high school football of what's uh, – I know a lot of, you know, you know, parents, coaches out there can relate. I mean, it's – these are the, the some of the best moments – of your lives, right? This is a family, you know, uh, these Friday nights, uh, you know, nothing tops it win or lose. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's kind of, for me, it's weird because I, you know, it's just like a new crop of people come to preps KC every year because their kids are playing football. So yeah. it's, it's kind of nice in that sense that you kind of renew, uh, that, but no, for, for somebody who you has a kid, they stay the same age. Those parents. That's right. Yes. Yeah. The parents keep rolling on through and, uh, we love the fact that they're there and, and, uh, you know, that they're, Paying attention, they're engaged, uh, and that they're we're here to help them along uh, with scores and and all the info. But uh, no, it's it's a good season. We're, we've, it's it's really been an interesting season all the way around. Uh, there's you know some teams that you know you got you got your usual players out there in terms of teams that are the good. We got a few that are different. Um, it's always fun this time around, and uh, it's it's always fun when you see some different teams uh, jump in and and and, and take that rise. You know, like three years ago, four years ago, an undefeated Oak Park not was not something you'd be yeah. talking about. No. Uh, and, and you know, you throw Gardner in that group as well. And, uh, you know, Grain Valley has been pretty good, but they haven't been to the point where they've got maybe a Simone finalist slash maybe winner, um, a threat to win a state championship in class five. Of course, I can remember when I started working at the Examiner, they were a small class two team. So that tells you how much that town has grown in the last 30 years. But uh, no, it's a, it, it's a, it's a good run. Uh, and we're starting to get down to the, to the point where, Teams are really starting to figure out who they are and and getting positioning and and you know some of the, some teams are dealing with injuries and that's always a, an interesting thing too because you, the team you thought you were going to be in week one may not be the team you are in week seven. Yeah, a couple of those teams this year are traditional powers, 
but probably had their best shots at winning a state title this year for the first time in several years is St. Thomas Aquinas and Rockhurst. Two yes. teams that played one a game for the ages last week. Rock of ages because Rockhurst comes all the way back from, what, a 28-point deficit? And you say it all the time, Dion. Don't let Aquinas get up on you because you're not coming back. Rockers came back. How did it happen? Uh, they played defense um, and and kind of shut down that Rockers offense. That being said, they still give up another 10 points in regulation yeah. after being down 28. Uh, they got an onside kick, one of the best onside kicks I've seen in a long time. I, I, don't, I don't know if you could make it bounce up any higher to the to the six-foot-four tight end that was – you know, yeah. coming in to get it. There was a great onside kick. And then Rock just kept playing. Um, there's something about this Rockers team uh, the last few weeks of how they played, you know, the beating Bentonville late um, in a game they led the entire way. Yeah. Uh, basically controlling the game against Bishop Miege. It was 21-14, but it was 21-7 almost the entire game. Miege scored a late touchdown. And then rallying to come back uh, to beat St. Thomas Aquinas. And it's one of those things that, um, Dean Bax, who covered the game for us, uh, he was t- he was texting me some stuff, and then he's like, "Well, they scored two touchdowns in the span of twenty seconds." I'm like, well, there's a chance. And then I looked up, and uh, you know, as we're finishing stuff up, and I look up, and I'm like, "Well, this was a one score game." So I flip over to the stream, uh, heard some interesting play by play by the two St. Thomas Aquinas people. Um, okay. I'm not sure if they still have a job this week, but we'll see. Um, they. Uh, uh, as I went back on Saturday and I went through the whole game, they went from um, talking trash on rockers. Now these are not students, by the way, these are adults. Oh, okay. They're like, they're like 40. They're like class of 99 <laughs> class of 2000. Cause they put their names up there on the beginning. Um, and they were talking trash on rockers talking about how they now just try not to get embarrassed. That being said, t- Kelly Donahoe had the same quote saying, you know, we were at one point trying not to get embarrassed. Yeah. Uh, and they come back and then they go as the, the comeback happens. Uh, they start questioning the play calling uh, of Aquinas, <laughs> and then they're in full meltdown mode at the end. So that's as interesting as the game is the commentary from the from the Halo Network. Uh, but uh, no, we'll we'll see. You know, like I said, those that's the the epitome of the Homer broadcast was was that right there because they turned on Aquinas at the end uh, when things weren't going their way and they started questioning calls. But no, great win for Rockhurst. You know, Aquinas has been in a couple games this year where. You know, the, they were in the Blue Alley West game where they got back and forth and won that game, which are kind of yeah. uncharacteristic rock or Aquinas games because usually it's they usually play great defense and they run the ball. They don't get in shootouts and they've been in a couple crazy shootouts this year. One, one, lost one, which is probably about how it goes if you get into shootouts. You you hope to win about you end up winning about 50 percent of those games. Yep, absolutely. And and what was it? It was it was Aquinas the win for two at the end to win it and Rockers stopped him. No, they went to they kicked it and they blocked it. That blocked it. That's right. That's right. Saw the highlights, but I've seen a million highlights since Friday, and uh, uh, they all they all run together. Yes, that's why uh, a lot of times decide to go for two at that point. Yes, <laughs> yeah, two yards from their offense over uh, over kicking it sometimes. Yeah, so they went they they went to kick it and they got blocked, um, and it was it was it was a crazy crazy game. I mean, I think that what as rockers started coming back from what I could see that you know when I kind of rewatched the stream and. Uh, Fast forward through the stream and rewatch the entire game. It just kind of, you know, got through and then have the story. Uh, it just that the momentum of that game got away from Aquinas, and then once start things start going for Rock, they did. And I, uh, Dean, when he was texting, we were texting back and forth. He's like, "Craziest game I ever saw." And I said, 
So the biggest comeback I ever saw but didn't see was Rockhurst and Blue Springs in 1996, I think. Um, Liddell Betts' senior year. So uh, I think it was 90, no, it might have been 95. Uh, Blue Springs was down 30 to 6 at the half. Uh, and Rockers had done whatever they wanted. It was a Saturday game because they shared stadiums back then. And Blue Springs would play, especially early in the season, they played games on Saturday, not Thursday. They didn't like the Thursday games, so they'd play Saturday. And so it's a Saturday game. Much of the staff of the examiner and people that we ran with were at that game, watched the first half. Missouri was was starting to play, I think, at 8 o'clock. They were out west. I think they were playing Wyoming. And so we may have gone to an establishment that served adult beverages at halftime because that game was over. We went to watch the Missouri game, and then Huey Counts was a sports editor at the time of the examiner, and a couple other coaches from Blue Springs come walking in about an hour and a half later, and they're like, shouldn't have left. They put huh. – this is this is the thing that – listen to these names. They put Liddell Betts, seven, eight-year NFL running back, 1,000-yard rush for the, for the Reds – the former Redskins, now commanders. Um, they put him in to take the opening kickoff. He runs it back for a touchdown. Put some guy named Brandon Lloyd, who was a sophomore yeah. – so it would have been, it would have been ninety six. Yes, he was a sophomore. Okay, guy. Um, put him in at quarterback, and then he, he led them back along with Betts in that game. Um, funny thing though, he didn't really play quarterback for the rest of the year, and they lost the Rockers in the playoffs. Hmm. There was a there was a higher ups kid who was a quarterback uh, in the central okay. office, and he ended up playing a little more. I think there's some regret there on the coaching staff. Maybe they should have let Brandon Lloyd play quarterback the rest of the way. They yeah. may won state championship that year, but. That being said, uh, two big time names. When you got two NFL players on your team, get them the ball in their hands as much as you can, and you will win. So that's that's my story on the game. It's the greatest game I never saw. I saw half of it, uh, but that was that's what that's what Friday night Rockers and Aquinas remind me of. It's like if you had left when Aquinas scored a minute into the third quarter when it was twenty eight nothing, you wouldn't have believed what would happen after that point. Yeah. Um. Over in Kansas, Gardner Lake, the North was a uh, was a nail biter. Uh, a classic, and, and I, I found it uh, uh, interesting and daunting for the rest of 6A in that, like, on a night where, you know, uh, uh, Gardner didn't have its best offensive game, certainly not like it was the week before against Mill Valley, the defense traveled. Now, I know the game was at, at, at Gardner, but the defense was there. Uh, gave up just seven points. The other seven was a, a, a huge 98-yard fumble return for yeah. Olathe North. Otherwise, that defense uh, held strong once again and looks like it could be just lights out this year. I think there's a guy by the name of Mark Dibiak, I think is his name. Um, yeah. He he spent the night in the Olathe North backfield, um, yeah. just kind of throwing people yeah. around. Really impressive. Is, I, is he the Spring Hill transfer? I don't know. I know he's, he's really 13. good. He might, he might be, he's the Spring Hill transfer. Um, but uh, the, the defense played well. Um, you know, I think the Flex Bone's a fantastic offense. But when it goes bad, it goes bad. And the mesh points get off and balls on the ground. And I hate balls it. On the I ground. hate watching it. It should be banned uh, from <laughs> schools, like drugs or something. No, it, uh, the ball was on the ground for Gardner. The ball was on the ground for Gardner. And, and uh, that allowed Lazen North, like you said, had one return for a touchdown. Um, but, uh, no, it's uh, – I think Olathe North is, is a pretty solid team. And I, I think they showed well in that game. They took advantage of the, of the mistakes that, that Gardner had. But uh, Gardner – doesn't want that to happen in the postseason, much like yeah. it did in the state championship game last year. So anytime you have that flex bone, if those mesh points are off or you're not having a, you know, you're not just totally focused, that ball yeah. is bouncing around back there. Yeah. Uh, and anything can happen when that happens. Yeah. Uh, Wyandotte and Harmon, big game for both there. 
Wyandotte gets a win, but Harmon had a lead for a while. First time in five years that they wow. had led in the game. Uh, yeah, uh, Harmon, Harmon got the lead, 7-6. Uh, Wyandotte pulled away from him, but you could see kind of the, the steps that Harmon is taking. Um, you know, they essentially – they lost two seasons. I mean, the, the Wyandotte County um, KCK schools, the KCK schools did not play in, in 2020. Um, they did some some kind of spring thing where they scrimmaged each other. Or whatever. I mean, yeah. and then in 2021, Harmon played about two games, had a COVID issue, and they shut their season down. I'm not, I don't know the details of it. I feel like there was an administrative issue there that they just didn't have support from administration. Pat Hanson was their coach and he was basically told they were shutting the season down. He was um, not really, you know, so they basically had two years of no football. So they're now in the, you know, third year of trying to come back or, you know, second year of trying to come back. And and the fact that they have, you know, 60 kids out says a lot about Keith O'Neill and his staff. And then on the other side, um, Wyandotte has, has struggled at times, but really played a good game last week. They've got Washington this week. It's going to be a big test for them. Um, that's the DM Law Metro matchup game again this week. Yep. But uh, it is going to be a big test for them because Washington, I think, is pretty good. Um, their only losses to Wamigo. Um, so, no, I, I think – or in Atchison. They got beat by Atchison last week, so they got two losses. Uh, but, no, it's a uh, it, it's good for both those schools to have some success. They can both take something out of that game that Wyandotte and Harmon had last week. Yep. All right, and this, this next question is about the Valleys. Three Valleys hit some peaks last week. Mill Valley bounces back in a big way after that loss to Gardner and puts up a 77-burger on late to south. Grain Valley, big win over Belton. And Blue Valley was leading the age for a long time in that game, gave the, uh, gave the Stags a scare. What do you take away from that uh, three-part question? I think Mill Valley is uh, pretty good, and I think they'll. I think they kind of righted the ship. And as we discussed before we start recording, um, they tend to play angry after losses. Uh, and that that coaching staff does a good job of getting them ready to play the next week. But it was a twenty-one twenty-one game um, early on. I mean, uh, you know, and, back and uh, forth. Yeah, back and forth. Then, like, late the South had the upper hand. It was like Mill Valley had to score to keep up. Uh, but at twenty-one twenty-one, it got away, and they they scored got, got the seventy-seven. Grain Valley defense played. Better. Uh, that's the side of the ball. It's going to have to get better. Ty Williams, 190 yards on 18 carries. So still 10 a clip. <laughs> Only one touchdown this I, I week. not getting it 30 times. Uh, well, he didn't play much in the second half. So oh, the, the, okay. the sophomore came in and played. And um, we'll see the rest of the way what they do with him. Because they play Columbia Hickman. Not good. Not, I mean, there's there's not good. There's bad. And then there's Columbia Hickman. Um, they played Chrisman and Raytown. Not good the last three weeks. So, uh, he could, Ty Williams could have some big numbers. Now, Green Valley has to go take care of their business. I mean, you know, every, every week is a, is a game. You got to play somebody. I, uh, of the three of their left, the Columbia Hickman one is easily the worst of the three. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, Chrisman and Raytown are struggling this year. So, you know, you're Green Valley, you got to keep bad teams losing and that's what they've got to do. Um, and Ty Williams, you know, we'll see. He's at 1,300 yards in six games. Um, well, the best thing about him, he's on a winning team, right? That always helps. Because yes. often the see guys putting up crazy numbers on a below 500 team. This is a good team he's on, and he's dominated. Well, and, and like I said, it's it's 10 yards a carry against everybody. And and they they aren't running him 30 times a game, and he's got 1,300 yards. 
I mean, that's the yeah. thing. It's, I mean, and that, that, yeah, that's against, yards already. Oh, yes. And that, and that's against the quality of their schedule. I mean, the, this is their, their schedule softens up the last the rest of the way. And th- that's what I'm saying. And, and no disrespect to Raytown or Crispin. They're just, they're not having good seasons. I mean, it's, yeah. it, it is what it is. I mean, your record is what your record is at this point. Um, so no, he's got a chance to do something good at this point of your grain Valley. We're just trying to keep everybody healthy, get your wins. That's why you saw the sophomore probably get in there and, uh, run a lot last week and you get, and, and get some, you know, build your depth, um, and get yourself in position. The beauty for grain Valley is they've beaten everybody. You know, if, if, they, if they get Raytown and Christmas, I think they will have beaten everybody in their district. So there's literally no way for them not yeah. to be the number one seed because right. they had the, unless they, they, they would fall to three, which they, I don't think they are. Um, they've got the, they've got the bump over everybody. Um, they, they took care of their business. Uh, when they needed to. So it's uh, definitely a situation there. Their big thing is if they get out of their district, they would probably draw Web City in the quarterfinals. And the quarterfinals is where Green Valley has been for four years in a row, just banging yep. their head at the quarterfinal level. Yep. All right, let's do, uh, before we look ahead to this week, let's do a little segment called the Undefeateds here, Dion. Help me out yes. here. Still a handful of Undefeateds left. Lee Summit North, correct? Yes. Gardner Edgerton. Yes. Uh, no longer St. Thomas Aquinas, but Oak Park, yes, is among the undefeateds. Lee Summit West, yes. How about the Lee Summit District? Um, you have Free State, maybe surprising five yes. and zero at this point. Uh, Lewisburg, correct? Yes. St. Joe Central, nope, lost last week. They lost last week. Okay, Fort Saint. And then East Buck, and I might what? be forgetting a couple others. Am I? Pleasant Hill. Pleasant Hill. Yes, I have. Pl- I don't know why I just skipped over Pleasant Hill. Yes, Pleasant Hill. And if you want to stay now. stay in the Preps KC coverage area, Adrian. Oh, let's go. Let's give me a little Adrian. I'm all about the uh, class one. Right? No, class. they're up in class two. Um, okay. They're probably going to go nine and zero, oh, and maybe the four seed in their district. Nuts. Missouri's nuts. Missouri small town. If you, I, you know, uh, Cole Young, our resident uh, Adrian expert, uh, PA announcer for them. He's and from also there, right? Yes, he's from there. You guys from there. We were talking about the district. I, I, I can't get that. I, I, I never could tell the difference between Adrian and Archie. They love hearing that. Yes. Uh, it's easy now because Archie doesn't play 11 men football anymore. So that's oh, their okay. own. They're, yeah, I mean, they're really going to take offense to that. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Adrian is in a district with Lamar, Butler, and. I can't remember the other one. There's another undefeated. There's Lamar. Uh, Lamar has one loss. There's going to be four undefeated teams in that district. There are three undefeated teams right now. Lamar has one loss, but their losses to a class a big, big four or five team. So they're up at the top of the of that district. And then Lafayette. Oh, Lafayette County's undefeated. Uh, Lafayette County's in a district with like everybody else has a combined like four wins. Yeah. And if you look at the map, it's like they took Butler and Adrian and kept them down with all these teams over here, and then it's. It's kind of crazy. It's like Butler and Adrian here and all the rest of them are here. And like Butler and Adrian are closer to this other district where there's other teams that aren't that good. I mean, mean, if you're Adrian, you were probably, I don't know, 15, 20 students from being the number one team in 1A or class one and, and, and just running rough shot over the, over the class one uh, to being on the road in the second round of the playoffs and, you know, losing Lamar by 30. Right. I mean, that's kind of the the, the 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 where the line fell. 
and nothing against any of the teams in class one, but they took when they, when that move was made and they redistricted that or, you know, changed it. So class one was no more than 37 teams. It just so happened that all the power was taken out of class one and good for you know North Platte. who's having a very good season. Got a good one over mid Buchanan last week. Um, that allows them to kind of get up there. But when you take East Buchanan and Adrian, uh, who were in the state championship game last year and you put them, push them up, but there's not just them. I mean, they're, there's a lot of other schools that were, you know, pretty good class one teams that are up in class two, mid Buchanan, right there with them. Yeah. Um, it, it, it changes that whole dynamic. So yes, Lafayette County, Adrian, I knew we were forgetting one and Lafayette County's undefeated. So what's the, okay. So who's the most surprising of the uh, undefeated teams left? I would say, I would say at least some at West. Um, now, Surprising before the season, yes, because I thought they were. And they're on a collision course uh, next week, right? With uh, Lee Summit North being on the They close out their season with Lee Summit North and Liberty North back to back. Okay. So well, we're gonna know. We're, we're gonna, gonna know at the end of the year. Yeah, we're we're gonna know all about those three teams <laughs> in the last <laughs> two weeks of the season. Um, I I think. Am I surprised that Lee Summit West is better? No, I'm surprised that they are undefeated because their schedule is tough and they've played some good teams. But really, if you look at how they've played outside of the week one overtime win that they were trailing 10 nothing in the fourth quarter and came back and won that game yeah. uh, at Liberty, they really haven't been in a close game. Um, they gave up some points to Blue Spring South last week. I mean, they, they were up big in that game. Blue Spring South came back and made it, I think, 40 to 28 or 41 to 28. But um, I was talking to uh, a friend who was at that game and said, you know, the running back's pretty good. You know, the receiver's pretty good. Their defense is pretty solid. And um, I, I think they're a good sum of their parts. I think they're playing well as a team. And so sure. while they may not have the brand names, some of the other schools that are undefeated, uh, they really are doing a good job. And I think they're well coached. I think that staff has really done a good job with that group. I mean, that they was there was a lot of, you know, last year didn't end well for them. Um, and so they have rebounded out of that and um, really done a great job. And that says a lot about the kids, a lot about the staff uh, and what they've done this year and really been focused week in, week out. So that they're probably the most surprising free state might be there too. Yeah. Um, the, the, but they had been last year, they went on a little run too. So I'm not really that surprised because I think they've got some some good players there, and they always seem to have talent. Um, but they they really have done. They've kind of been pretty dominant. I mean, they they have been as dominant as anybody. Um, yeah. You know, and maybe Gardner's schedule has been a little harder than Free well, State. Well, and a lot look a lot like uh, Lee Summit West. Uh, Free State's going to close with Lawrence rival, <laughs> yeah. and then Olathe North, right? Yeah. So, a couple proven games there at the end. Yeah. So that'll that'll be a good test for them as they finish up the next two weeks, but you know, they played, I played Shawnee Miss South last week, played Shawnee Miss North this week who are improved. So those are good tests for them. I talked to coach Stewart last week and he said that he said he likes that one that Shawnee Miss South and Shawnee Miss North are better teams, but it really helps them stay focused um, week in, week out knowing that, that, that yes, we may be a little bit better than those teams, but they are improved and we've got to yeah. take care of our business and not two get caught teams that played like uh like the north well he's one of the best teams in the uh in the sunflower league in, in six eighties so yeah, yeah they they definitely those two teams that are, are better um and they they can put up points that's the difference that, that they've struggled in the past they you know struggle offensively but they really put up some points Sh- Miss north isn't running flexbone anymore you got to talk to andy walter what's going I on i know 
I was. Well, he told me. He said, "Well, the other we, day, we got- doing an athlete of the week uh, for one of their outstanding cross country runners, and I'm watching practice. I'm like, is this shotgun with the one back set? We're spreading receivers out. What's going on? Do you have to give up his flex bone card? I don't know. I, I knew they said he, we talked to him earlier in the year, and, and uh, he he said they were a little different. Um, so well, that definitely standing quarterback, a guy that can run. I wonder how much that had to do with it. Yeah, that definitely that definitely changes uh, how things are, and um, you know that's what I think the good coaches do. Um, they um, they do a good job of matching their talent to what they want to do, um, and then also saying, "Hey, we don't have that talent. Let's let's change it up." Yep. Um, all right, let's get to the I next. Had to make an ear. I, I, that, what's what's the lifetime of an AirPod? That's a question I'm having because I'm now in season not three. Cool with enough the... to have them. I got the uh, I got the attachments like you. I got the uh, the old school headphones still. I'm if in I year th- year three, and I'm beginning to believe that uh, that uh, three years might be the extent. Of it. And you know, the funny thing is, is the person who asked, who kind of got me on that trail was one Harold Walmsgons, who doesn't even have a smartphone. Who's eighty? Yeah, is in his eighties. Because I said something. I, I we were doing our show and I said something about people who are in their seventies and he's like, you don't offend me. I'm not in my seventies. Um, and so, yeah, yeah. He's like 82. Um, he goes, well, how long are those things supposed to last? I'm like, that's a fair point because I mean, yeah. your iPhones start to go glitchy after a couple, three years, everything's designed to run about two, three years. And then it's, yes, everything's designed to buy more Apple products. Yes. So I'm wondering if my, I, my AirPods are starting to, um, I, I had redone them last week. I kind of re, you know, I don't know if updated them or whatever, updated my computer, which of course caused me not to be able to be on TV on Friday night because my camera. Oh wasn't yeah. Up. I heard you, you, you punted on us. I wasn't, it wasn't for a lack of trying. Um, the camera <laughs> would not, the ca- camera would not connect for anything. So FaceTime, zoom, whatever um, restarted my computer, which is not something I like to do on a Friday night uh, because that's time spent not doing anything. And then, you know, shortly after that, everything popped back in and, you know, Nick and I were able to zoom after the fact that we should have recorded that and put that on the web. And Nick and I just yeah. talking high school football. Uh, but uh, No, yeah, it, uh, it was definitely uh, sometimes when you update your computer, it's, uh, it turns something off or something gets flipped off and you don't really know until you have to restart it again and let everything kind of go. Again. I got a, I got a quit and update uh, notification on zoom right now. So let's zoom through this <laughs> uh, before we have to uh, restart as well. Let's look at the Remax big three games of the week uh, this week, Dion uh, over on the Kansas side, Miege and Aquinas doesn't get bigger than that. No, and I think it's, uh, that's kind of a standard are, uh, outstanding this year. Yeah. And, and you know, I'll, I'll be They're curious. Lost, how... Both losses are the rockers, right? Mm-hmm. By a combined eight points. <laughs> So they're, they're, the combined eight points away from being undefeated between the two of them. I'm curious to see how Aquinas bounces back. I think they will. Um, and I think Miege, Miege had gotten a dogfight with Blue Valley last week, and I think that was a good test for them. I mean, I, you know, did they come out a little flat after the loss to the Rockers? I don't know. I, I think that when John Price is uh, is playing for Blue Valley because he missed a couple games, uh, I think that they're definitely a much better team. I think that changes their dynamic. Um, so that's that was, you know, they had him last week, and so they were able to get out on me age, but uh, no, I think which Aquinas defense is going to show up is the question. Cause they've had game. I mean, they, against Blue Valley Northwest, they were dominant, dominant. Yeah. Um, play, especially the first half. I mean, Shout they put themselves in- North, dominant against St. James and yeah. then yeah, what 90% of their points have come in uh, 95. two games. Yeah. In two games. Yeah. So they get a 40, you know, a couple different games. So that's the question right there against the I mean, age offense that can score and, and 
does it, you know, very balanced. They can run the ball. They can throw the ball. They do everything. So that's kind of the, the, the test for me is what that Aquinas defense does. Yeah, it's going to be our game of the week, by the way, on KSHB 41. Uh, another game, second be our game of the week, but we're going to be live there on Friday is Lewisburg at Tonganoxie. We're kind of traveling out with our weather team now here uh, that it's getting cooler in the fall. And we're going to do a big event at Tonganoxie where the undefeated uh, 5-0 and Lewisburg Wildcats uh, come to town, Dion. Yeah, coming off a game where Eudora barely, drove. Barely undefeated, yeah. Yes, barely undefeated. They drove, Eudora drove inside the, the 15 like four times. And after they were up, you know, after they scored their first touchdown and, and came in with nothing, um, and they and Lewisburg wins thirteen seven. You know, Tongi's, uh, you know, had a loss to had a loss to uh, Spring Hill earlier, uh, but they're really good. That's a great place to watch a football game. I'm kind of jealous of the weather team. If I Spring Hill or, or no, Tongi, Tongi. Um, yeah. and nothing against Spring Hill, but uh, yeah, um, Spring Hill baby, the pasture of pain. That's right, pasture of pain. Um, Tongi's great. You kind of come over the hill on 24 highway and, um, you see the lights there and uh, it's, it was, it was really cool when it was grass. They have turf now. So it's a little more, uh, antiseptic. It was a great, you know, great field right there on the, on the, on the highway. And you see it, you can see the lights from a long way away and, uh, it, it should be a good one. I, I think Lewisburg is, is past a lot of tests, uh, but this is one they've got to be careful because Tong, Tongi's got some players, uh, they can make, they can score. They play pretty good defense. Um, Declan battle quarterback from Lewisburg. Had another good game, um, but uh, no, it's uh, just a good Frontier League football game. Yeah, absolutely. A good uh, Sunflower League game rounds us out on the big three. You have uh, Olathe West at Olathe East, uh, which is basically they're both their home fields, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, CBAC, both their home fields next to the other school that shares it <laughs> in, yeah. in Olathe Northwest. In Northwest. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm curious to see how Olathe East plays in this game because I think they have really taken big steps forward. And yeah, now, I mean, now they're, they're in they're the three state close. They've got three other uh, good wins. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is the step where I think they're better than Olathe West. So now they've got to go out and keep taking care of their business and make sure that in a game that last year would have gone the other way, probably because Olathe West was probably a little bit better team. Now Olathe East has the upper hand. I think this is a good test for them to say, Hey, you know, we're ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. Olathe West, by the way, a freshman starting quarterback uh, for the Owls. Uh, on the Missouri side, I like this game. East Buck uh, at St. Michael, but not at St. Michael's, right? It's at uh, one of the Lee Summits? I think it's at Lee Summit West because the, the other two are home. So that's, <laughs> that takes care of that right there. They yeah. they, they rent from Lee Summit schools. Um, yes, this is a very good game for both schools. Probably East Buck's toughest game since they beat Savannah uh, in week two. Uh, St. Michael, good win at Van Horn last week. They go, they were, they were kind of driving down. Time was running down. Um, they had a choice of either kicking a field goal or going for it for the touchdown, getting the win. They went for it, uh, got the touchdown. Uh, and this is East Buck's going to be challenged. Their defense has really been what's led them all season long. And, and, um, the Klein running back is not as big of a, you know, they're a little more balanced this year. And, uh, I think they, they're more relying on their defense and this is going to be a test because, St. Michael's can throw it around. Uh, Cam's on their quarterback's really good. Uh, I think he's a three-year starter at this point, or at least a two-year starter. Uh, so, really, this is a, a good test between two class two teams that I have in my rankings. They're not – St. Michael's is not ranked. They haven't cracked the top ten yet in the state, but uh, two teams that are worthy of being ranked in class two. Absolutely. Um, Platte County at Belton is another REMAX big three game. Why is that in there? Well – 
I think Belton County's County's you may hang with Platte County. Well, Platte County is when you play a lot of sophomores, you're gonna have games where you look great. You have games yeah. where you look bad. They've had both those. Um, and I think Belton is a pretty solid team. I think this is a game for both these teams late in the year to kind of, you know, find out where they are. And 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 it's probably, I think, a pretty evenly matched game. Um, Belton coming off a tough loss uh to Grain Valley in a game that they kind of got blown, not really blown out. I wouldn't like to give up 60, but uh, you know, we're not really a part of for most of the game. So uh no, I think this is, you know, late in the season is when uh these two coaches tend to get their teams playing better. Todd Vaughn at Belton and um Bill to Platte County, two veteran guys in the Metro. Um, two of the guys that I think most people tell you they they do it the right way and are always getting their teams playing better. So I looked at this one and it kind of was like a late. I had I had another game that I was looking at, and then I was like, you know what? I think Platte County Belton's gonna be a good one. So uh yeah. that's that's good. I think that I think that has a chance to be a good game, you know. There's the with the big three at this point of the season, like you know, Lisa and West Ray Peck is a pretty good game, but Lisa and West is going to be in big games the next two weeks. Yeah. Uh, so you know, that's you kind of want to uh spread around. Like I said, I think this could be you know a pretty good game, yep. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, here it's uh Pleasant Hill hosting Warrensburg, Pleasant Hill undefeated. How good's Warrensburg? They're three and three. Um, they lost by one point to Odessa last week, 42-41. Lost by one score to Harrisonville. Um, offensively, they could put up points. Defensively, they've struggled. They've given up, you know, 50 to 50 plus to Harrisonville, 42 to uh, Odessa. Um, they lost to Capital City early in the year. That's their, those are the three losses. Uh, but this is a test for Pleasant Hill. They went on the road to Odessa, got the win. Went on the road to Grove, got the win. This is kind of the last hurdle as they go through, and it's also – against a class four team, you know, the kind of, you know, so then they're class four this year. So I think this is a test for them, especially with their defense, which is kind of the side of the ball they tend to lean on. They're going to see some good athletes. Uh, the quarterback at Warrensburg, if I'm not mistaken, is the offensive coordinator from Central Missouri's son. Um, so they, that he's pretty talented uh, and a guy to keep a, keep an eye on. So no, it's a, it's a, it, I wouldn't call it a trap game, but it's for Pleasant Hill. You've gone out and done the work on the road. You can't get lazy at home, yeah. Because because Warrensburg is going to come in and they're going to score the ball. So you can't get you know lazy at home. So this is a good test for both these teams. All right, a couple uh, a couple other games here. Two on the Missouri side, two on the Kansas side. Uh, take with these uh, from these what you will, um, Dion. I like the uh, I like the Rockers at Blue Springs game. Maybe it's a maybe a little bit of mismatch, but it's just. It's it's tradition, right? It's it's nostalgia, right there. Rock and Blue Springs. And yeah, it. that's about the only thing it is. I mean, <laughs> Park right Hill, now, Park Hill at least Summit, sneaky maybe good game there. Special, I think so too. Is making that their game of the week, and then um, uh, on the Kansas side, what I had there on the um, oh Gardner at Lawrence. It's kind of the third step of their three uh, week uh, tough stretch of Mill Valley and um, Olathe North. And now a good Lawrence team, so uh, I like that game as well. And the last but not least, Blue Valley Northwest at Blue Valley Southwest. I think this is the battle for who's the best Blue Valley team, correct? Yeah, I think so. Um, we'll start with that one. I, I like that game. Um, I'll be curious to see. I, I don't know how much healthier Blue Valley Northwest is this week than they were, say, three weeks ago. Um, I, Hoffman I think played last week, right? Hoffman played. Um, so you know that team's looking to get healthy as the season goes on. Blue Valley Southwest has answered the bell, you know, everything except me age. So 
this is a, you know, if they can get this one, this kind of says that, 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 that yeah. they are really uh, yeah. a threat. A um, this is a big one for them. Uh, you know, what was the other Kansas game? Um, Gardner, oh, Lawrence. Lawrence. So here's my question. Lawrence loses to Shawnee Mission East, Flexbone. Will it be better against the Flexbone second time around against a team that's better at it than anybody else? That's what I, you know, that's what the, the Lawrence lost to Shawnee Mission East is the one that just jumps up and goes, what was that? Um, I think Shawnee Mission is better, but I think Lawrence is a better team. And I'm assuming it's probably inability to stop the Flexbone because Lawrence has bounced right back from that. Uh, Lee Summit Park Hill, I, I'm excited about that game being on Spectrum because I get to lay eyes on these teams. Um, yeah. Haven't had a chance to yet outside of some highlights. And hey, I, Lee, what, Lee Summit did a great job with Oak Park last week. I mean, they, yeah. they were back and forth. Oak Park kind of always was like two score, one score, two score, one score. They were always kind of a couple scores ahead, but Lee Summit answered a, a ton last week. Oh, let's get back to Lawrence here. I have them I have them beating Shawnee Mission East, but losing to Olathe East. That's what it was. It was Olathe East. Yeah. It was a yeah. close game, 31-28 against yeah. East. Lawrence won that. Few weeks ago in week three, Lathe's uh, was the the over two days. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they struggled with the Shawnee Mission East, though they did. It wasn't an easy win. They did struggle. I, I, I Shawnee Mission East and outside of Lathe North has played uh, Gardner tougher than anybody. Else. Yes, true. Forty-seven. <laughs> true. Um, so now Lee Sun Park Hills definitely um, won, and then the Blue Springs Rockers. I'd love to say I think it's going to be a good game, but I don't. I don't. The one thing that will help Blue Springs is I don't think Kelly will run up the score on his former assistants. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that he has respect for that. But Blue Springs a little undermanned this year. Same with Blue Springs South. They're both kind of younger teams. Um, and, you know, Blue Springs South case, the 50-50 games that they won last year have all gone against them at 0-6. Yeah. <laughs> so they haven't they haven't had any luck there. And um, they're they're kind of just young and, and figuring that out. But, uh, no, um, Rock Blue Springs, seen plenty of them that were uh, great games, but I don't know if this is going to be one of them. Okay. Uh, sounds good. Um, what else? Anything else you want to hit on before we get out of here? MIZ, baby. 5-0. and oh. Big game. Hey, big it is game. a big game. and, and Very I, vulnerable I, LSU team, especially defensively. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't want to lose it, but I'd feel better now at 5-0 and oh, instead of being like, four and one and three and two and losing that game. Um, but I think it, at home they'll play better and hats off to, you know, a guy, Brady cook, who I was not a fan of. I think he's, he's played fantastic. Um, I, I, as a like, big the train there. Well, I, I didn't know until last week that he spent the summer at the Manning passing camp. So I'm not going to lie. I think that has something to do with it. And a new offensive coordinator that is tailoring things to his skill set, uh, which is kind of a good quarterback, a dedicated quarterback, who wanted nothing in life uh, other than to play football for Missouri. You got to latch on to those guys. If you're well, Missouri. here's the and deal. Yes. yes, I know that fact because that's the only thing they used to describe him all last season because he struggled so much. So every broadcast, that, that was their right. first note. And they really said wanted, and I, I don't know, like, well, I really wanted to be quarterback at Oklahoma State. I feel like there should be more more credentials uh, <laughs> required than that. Well, I, like I said, he's done well. Um, they've done well defensively as well. I think they've, they've played pretty good. And, um uh, happy about that and then on the basketball side take recruiting rankings for what you say but the missouri as of right now for a couple different recruiting services has the number one class of 24 the golden era of mizzou sports I, okay. somebody's like well it's a long way to august until they sign and i'm like 
or, or December, whenever April when they sign, I'm like, I don't care. I'll, I'll take that number one ranking. You need to get, you need to get December to get here. Get to make sure Williams, uh, Winery is in the fold. I think he'll be fine. Okay. I think he'll be fine. Yeah. But no, it's, uh, uh, in terms of basketball, all I ask, I'm 52. I would hope that I've got 20 to 30 more years on this earth. I just want a final four at this point. That's all I want. A okay. final four. Okay. So when they show four that graphic, row, of, all it is. Four I mean, four in a row, uh, you know, no Princeton's in front of us or whoever, you know. Hey, and listen, well, college football playoff in there as well. It's probably going to be easier. I, it will be easier. Uh, you know, um, Georgia can't be unbelievable forever. I mean, you'd no. think. Hey, they're, yeah. they're vulnerable this year. Well, and they're, are they sticking with divisions next year in the SEC with the, Oh, 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 who knows? The, I don't know. Down to only like six conference games because it just means more. Just kidding. We just want to win. Uh, and we've rigged the whole thing. Okay. I really don't. I mean, Oklahoma, Texas coming doesn't really do anything for me. I mean, some of us were smart enough to get out early and get the money. Others. Yeah. How much money did you get on that, Dion? How much did you profit from? I did not profit from it, but the uh, you're, university. You're losing did. a lot more now, too. So I don't know. Eh. It's the cash that makes it go. That's how that South End Zone got built. We went to back after you lose a football game, Dion. Are you walking out of the parking lot thinking, you know what? We got beat by Kentucky, but hey, a lot of well, you had to bring up Kentucky. Know, we can't just got richer. Okay, so <laughs> let's go celebrate. Hey, I, I'm not here's a question for you Is our new NIL law in the state of Missouri helping getting those basketball recruits? That helps, absolutely. I mean, here's the thing. You kidding me? Yes. When when Williams signs on the line in December, the spigot opens and the cash is his. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So That's not happening in Oklahoma. No, they're not. I don't they know. don't have We're that law in Oklahoma. Down there. I don't know. No, no. The Missouri legislature did a great thing there. We still um, can't gamble. On anything in this because that's sick and wrong, but inconsistencies I yes. and what they give a high school allow, kid a, they don't allow. give a high school kid a truck to drive around the last half of his semester or if he stays in school or whatever, you know. Why not? Yeah. All right. We've already, we've already <laughs> gone like 45 minutes here. We gotta jump out of here. Um, all right. We promise. Well, I don't promise, but hopefully Dion will be on that uh, KSHB uh, 41 under the lights. It's working fire. right now, as you see. It's so, working right now. That's good. And we'll have uh, all the highlights from uh, the very best games from around the area. So check that out on Friday night. And we'll see you next time right here on Snap Tackle Pod.